Hello and welcome to another episode of Viper Rambles, starting with the topic, TikTok team outraged as US bans app from government devices. So as you guys have likely heard, the US government has banned TikTok specifically for government devices. I just found the statement from TikTok to be so disingenuous. A US ban on TikTok is a ban on the export of American culture and values to the billion plus people who use our service worldwide. We're disappointed to see this rushed piece of legislation move forward despite its considerable negative impact on the free speech rights of millions of Americans who use and love TikTok. For one, it is just government devices for security reasons. For two, there have been many obvious reasons for people to be wary of what data is being sent to China and whatnot. But three, like China has banned so many apps like YouTube and such from their country. The idea that this tiny restriction placed on specifically government devices brings forth this statement is hilarious. Yeah, free speech isn't when you can't use TikTok. And they care so much about free speech. All the apps that I use are banned. So it just seems whenever anything gets banned for any reason, regardless of how legitimate the concerns, there's always that line. This is about free speech. Yeah, it's just dumb. Is Twitch losing viewers to emerging streaming platforms? So Dexito tweeted out, as new streaming platforms emerge, overall viewership on Twitch has declined 9.4% year over year. I was shown this and I was like, this is the most nothing tweet I've ever seen. This seems to be just data from Sully Gnome. There's no deeper analysis here to suggest that it's new streaming platforms causing Twitch to lose viewership. They're just asserting it because I guess it makes a better title for the tweet. So this is Twitch from 2015 to 2013, you can see the start of the pandemic here. And like, there is clearly a small decline over here, but it would need to go on a lot longer to suggest some trend of Twitch losing viewership over time. Like, I'm no lover of Twitch or something, but I don't think this is enough of a change to suggest that Twitch is like on the way out or truly losing market share to the other streaming platforms. Is using deepfake impersonation for comedy crossing the line? So I'm sure you have all seen the deluge of President AI gaming videos where they've got like Trump and Obama and uh, Biden and whatnots, George W. Bush, all playing different video games and shit talking each other in ways that they clearly wouldn't talk to each other under normal circumstances. Well, maybe Trump would normally talk about this, but the others certainly not. You got the occasional ones with Rogan, Jordan Peterson, and Ben Shapiro. I'll go be real with you. My opinion on a lot of these uh, celebrities, whatever, not very high. But some of these videos are really, really funny. <laughs> What's weird to me is if I like strip back the AI present voices and I just think about what they're saying without their context, I don't think it's as funny. It would just be a, a bunch of randoms shit talking each other. But like the context of these people doing this, even though they're like 60, 70 or whatever, is just funny. <laughs> and and potentially I'm just seeing the best of the best because a lot of the references are very good. And, and probably the, the worst versions of these just don't reach my feeds and stuff. But it is an interesting development. And I wonder like how would I feel if someone made a AI version of my voice and started saying things like this because you know they occasionally use slurs they reference terrible acts of violence in the world and whatnot in a somewhat satirical manner 
uh, due to the positions that these men have held. And like, I just think to myself, like uh, Biden or something running across this and hearing him doing this game of shit talk language. What would Biden think of that? Clearly, they're not going to say anything, of course, because they wouldn't want the backlash or and, and certainly to cause the Streisand effect. But would I be comfortable with someone, even, even if the voice was obviously fake, making me say things and conduct myself in a way that I wouldn't approve of? As a politician who goes to the territory, maybe problematic for other people, though. I mean, once you get into these kind of positions where you're famous to any degree, this stuff can happen. We've talked before about people taking things I've said out of context and like giving giving them a new context to make it so my words mean something different. There's a lot of those on TikTok, for example. And I'm kind of okay with that because it's obviously fake and it can create some humorous situations. Ultimately, I'd probably just take it on a case by case basis. If it's obviously fake, then the range of what I would consider to be acceptable would be fine. But I could totally imagine someone creating something that rather than simply being a joke or satire, being fully serious and just having me saying reprehensible, terrible things. And I I don't think I'd be comfortable with that. It just seems like a tool that can create things that you'd find hilarious and awesome and a tool that can equally create things that you'd find horrendous and awful. I mean, who would be comfortable with it? At the end of the day, it is just making jokes. A better analogy would be that I'm the rare Pepe and you're the small crying people. You're Apustaya, you're a small crying Apustaya. I am the based and red-pilled groiper. That is not true. It is true. No, no, you're not based. You are actually cringe. No, I am based, based and red-pilled. Ring, ring. Hello? Hi, is this the cringe department? No, no, this is the base department. No, I think it is the cringe department. A lot of it is just so weird. Yeah, if you want to check it out, feel free. But it's been all over my TikTok, it's been all over my YouTube, and obviously I'm in part inspiring that because I've clicked quite a few of them. But as long as it isn't a realistic portrayal and it's obviously not real, then a lot of it's going to be obviously acceptable. The thing is, though, what is obviously fake to us isn't necessarily obviously fake to everyone else. I have seen things that are obviously false, obviously fake, that people have taken to be real. We're currently in the territory where there's no way 99.99% of the people could think any of this is real. But maybe one day, this is one of the best shorts I've ever made. I'm always hesitant to release shorts. I knew this one was going to be a banger. If you attempt to hook up with someone for the third time in GTA 5 and you go to meet them in a taxi, things become quite uncomfortable. It's a bit of a drive. How about I get you warmed up? What do we have here, Mr. Winky? (sighs) This job wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for all the shitty drivers in Los Santos. The clip has like everything. There's only two small changes I'd like to happen with it. And that's the fade out of the phone is not really good when it's moving to the next scene. And being better able to see Franklin like just looking out the window without a care in the world. Um, while she's like giving head to the air would be great. You only see him for a little bit at the end. I really like it's it's intended comedy with this car hitting here. This car. So the reason why this happens is because the coding here that's meant to make it so cars can detect that trains are coming doesn't work specifically on this intersections. It's in facts and glitches. But on the day I recorded this fact and then this one. And then just coincidentally, while I was recording this, one of the cars hit the train. And so I kept that in as like just a little bit of funny comedy. But it works really well here because like even if you aren't 
captivated by what I'm saying, you're captivated by the car, and that keeps you in the scene for longer. And then it finally transitions to the Odyssey in the next scene, and you're, you're already captivated at that point, right? The other short that I released, I deleted because it didn't do too well. Am I the best Matt in the history of Matt's? I once knew a Matt who could suck his own dick. And he demonstrated such at a bunch of parties. Uh, as I cannot suck my own dick, I can definitively say that, at least in that regard, I am not the greatest of Matt's. Somewhat funny, but obviously in no way is that gonna like shoot off in the same way that that other clip is, you know? YouTube to add TikTok reaction feature and vague AI tools for creators. So the new CEO released a blog talking about like what they're gonna be doing in 2023. The only things of significance to me were their attempting to copy TikToks like side by side reaction short thing and their implementation of AI. This year we'll roll out a creation tool that lets creators record a short in a side by side layout with shorts and YouTube videos so they can easily add their own take on a trend or join in with reactions. Obviously not the reaction stuff that I normally criticize, this stuff is generally fine. Although, like even on TikTok, people comment like how lazy it is for people just to be like on the side being like, look at that disingenuous dance motherfucker. And don't really add anything, whatever. And that those TikToks can still get millions of views if they react to the right thing. But it like it is garbage and it is lazy, but obviously this can still be used in a creative way and in an actual response sort of way that's good. Although, them saying you can do shorts against YouTube videos is interesting because shorts are still only a minute. So you couldn't like do a reaction short side by side with a YouTube video for the entire length of the video. You could only still do it for a minute. I do find the one minute length of shorts to be restrictive sometimes, even though I do think it is a good thing for YouTube because it further distinguishes shorts content and long form content. But like that, Davey AI video I just made is a minute and 11 seconds. I'm gonna have to cut 11 seconds out of that and it's probably gonna be a worse product for that, but you know, that's just what I have to do. And the power of AI is just beginning to emerge in ways that will reinvent video and make the seemingly impossible possible. Creators will be able to expand their storytelling and raise their production value from virtually swapping outfits to creating a fantastical film setting through AI generative capabilities. We're taking the time to develop these features with thoughtful guardrails. Stay tuned in the coming months as we roll out tools for creators as well as the protections to embrace this technology responsibly. Forgive me for the lack of discussion about the practical and ethical realities of AI arts. I will talk about it in a future episode. Real life GT5 railguns are now cheaper than ever before. So as you guys know, Adrian made me a railgun uh, a while back. Um, I made a video on it, I believe. And I occasionally like to shout out his shop that he has where he can make other people railguns as well. He's made some changes and that's why he asked me, can I give him a shout out? I'm like, yeah, sure. Yo, the guy who designed the GT5 railgun for me, Adrian Martinez, informed me that he has published a couple more versions of it. These are actually less costly because it takes less time from him. One of them is just the assembled 3D printed gun, but without any electronics. So without sound and light and stuff. And the other one is an assembly kit for those who like do it yourself stuff and to make things themselves. You can, as always, just get the entire railgun built from him as normal. He does different colors, custom sound effects and custom logos for them as well. Check it out if you are interested. And there's a link. Not a sponsored post. I just like the dude and his work. And so here's a reminder of what it looks like. It is very cool. 
can hang it, hang it up my wall downstairs. But easily removable, of course, just in case I need to use it to kill someone, obviously. Yeah, so check that out if you're interested. Why I don't feel the need to play new games when they release. Atomic Heart is out, gonna stream it? It doesn't look appealing as a game. I mean, people seem very split on how good it is. I'm not one to go out of my way to play new games. Like, there's hundreds of old games that are really good that I've never played. Who are all these people who've played all the good old games that need new games? No one understands my jokes anymore. So I tweeted this out. I want to hire the PR team that GOATs have. And no one understood it. PR team means public relations team. The people who are responsible for like controlling your image on social media and stuff and seeking to promote and make you look better and all that jazz. And the reason GOATs have the best public relations team is because GOAT stands for greatest of all time. So like the animal GOAT was like nothing special at one point and then suddenly over time they became the greatest of all time. That's the joke. That's really bad. That's a great joke! No one got it though. I lost my passion for GTA 5 speedrunning. Don't look at you, you're a Star Trek person? Uh, I wish I was more into Star Trek. I wish I was just into something. I've seen a dude, uh, what's his name? Quinton Reviews, who has like an unhealthy obsession with Garfield. One of the strangest things I've ever seen a person obsessed with. But he's got like 57,000 plushies and stuff and... I don't know man, I think just having something you're that much into, it just... I don't know if it's healthy or not, but it, it looks interesting. Like, just being that passionate about something. Like how I was so passionate for GTA 5 speedrunning at one point. You know, just... I lived and breathed it. Sure, being passionate about, like, gaming in general and content creation and stuff is cool, but it's just like... It's not the same. It's like, quote unquote, my job. This is how much space my footage takes up from all my years on YouTube. So of the 150 terabytes worth of storage that I have to facilitate my little enterprise here, I have filled 140 terabytes of it. And so I was somewhat panicking because that means I've got like a month or two left or something before I run out of space. So like I currently have two NAS servers, each are able to store eight drives, and I was concerned I was gonna have to get another one, but I don't have like another network port or something. And I was gonna have to get some complicated system of an actual server rack and stuff, and I was just like, that's gonna be so expensive and crazy. But I was fortunate to find that there's actually expansion, uh, expansion units where you can like get another smaller one and plug this into another NAS. And so like an eight bay NAS can actually use 18 bays if you connect two of these to it. So I'm gonna go from like 150 terabytes to something like 300 something soon, which gonna be good. Did I make a mistake removing my outro? Hugo EG asks, has removing your outros had any positive or negative effects on your channel? I have not noticed any, nor that I expect to notice any. I don't regret doing it, but I never expect to see a significant result anyway. And I mean, having the same outro basically for like five years or whatever. Kind of played out, you know. Pizza Hut has finally stopped making bad pizzas. Oh, update on Pizza Hut. I've had Pizza Hut recently, it's been, it's been quite good. I specifically chose a different Pizza Hut than the one that automatically comes to me. And it's actually quite decent. Oddly though, no Pizza Hut will actually deliver to me. Or this area for that matter. I have to get it through Uber Eats, who has a larger area in which they'll deliver to. Very strange. They have the best sauce in the pizza game? Really? Well, all these franchises just vary so much. As they get bigger and they 
lose the ability to control the exact ingredients and stuff. Then you get big enough and you can control everything. McDonald's tastes exactly the same everywhere. Have you tried it that many places? I have heard it is different in, in different places. Yet if anyone's doing that though, McDonald's would be the one. Nothing tastes good after you've destroyed your taste buds with spoonfuls of Vegemite down with Pepsi. Honestly, it's probably the copious amounts of fast food that's probably done that for me. Today, when I bit into my social meat muffin, rather than just like biting it and chewing it and swallowing it, I like let it sit in my mouth and like tried to savor it. And I was like, yeah, this is better, but not worth the effort. Matt, eating is mid. Eating is mid. If anything has the right to be called mid, it is eating. 